India's struggling efforts to reintroduce the cheetah species, which has been extinct since 1952, have been dealt another blow with this week's death of a seventh cheetah in the um, Kuno National Park. Twelve cheetahs were translocated from South Africa in February of this year, while eight were brought in from Namibia in 2022. In total, four adult cheetahs and three cubs have died in the past few months, raising questions from numerous experts about the suitability of the Indian habitat and the management of the project overall. To discuss this, we have on the line Professor Adrian Tordev, a veterinary wildlife specialist from the University of Pretoria. Prof, thank you very much for your time with us this morning. Let's talk about the, the, the suitability of the conditions here, these cheetahs coming from southern Africa, uh, being relocated uh, into uh, into India. Uh, your your thoughts on on just the different environments and 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 why that would have made sense, but of course they they're not surviving. What do you believe might be behind that? Uh, well, thank you very much um, uh, for for chatting. It, it's um, a, a real. It just highlights some of the real problems that we do have with many many uh, conservation projects and these reintroduction projects. They are incredibly challenging. And it's not something that's particularly unique to this project. I mean, we've taken some uh, cheetahs up to northern Mozambique, to the Zambezi Delta, and had quite a number of deaths there due to snaring, you know, and uh, the cheetahs being caught in snares. So, um, and there they lost almost a quarter of the cheetahs that were translocated to Mozambique. So, yeah, we've got a, a very different um, sort of set of problems in India. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, I think everybody thinks just of the conservation and actual physical problems uh, of the of the animals, but there actually are a lot more things at play. We even have major political issues uh, that we're trying to deal with um, because there's so many different parties and organizations involved in this particular project. The um, in terms of the, the the cheetahs and the suitability of the habitat, actually cheetahs are very adaptable to their habitat. And um, you know, if you look at the historical range across Africa, they occurred almost everywhere in Africa except for the the deepest sort of forests of West Africa and the very dry areas of North Africa. So, you know, they they have adaptability to different environments: very dry, very wet environments. We've actually had a problem now. You, I need to correct you. We've actually lost another one. Um, so it's it's now four five adult. Uh, cheetahs have died and only received i've been struggling all week to try and get some information out of the the indians uh, you, you know sure. the veterinarians but finally they sent me a a video on <clears throat> on friday afternoon yesterday afternoon which uh, clearly uh, identified the problem mm. that we've had for the last two deaths um here we've, we've we've put satellite collars on these cheetahs to be able to track their movements the post-release monitoring is really really important but um, what we've experienced is something we don't really have in, in Africa is the, the monsoon season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it rains continuously for almost uh, two and a half, three months. And um, whilst that shouldn't be a problem for a cheetah in a normal circumstance, the, the problem is that when we put a collar on them, um, the moisture that collects underneath the collar uh, causes a, a dermatitis. It appears that that's what's happened in the last two cases. Mm-hmm. They get a, a skin infection and then flies start laying eggs. It's very warm, hot there and, and, and the smell from the from the local infection tracks flies. The flies then actually invade the skin and make the skin infection even worse and then they get a bacterial infection which then spreads through throughout the body and, and causes septicemia and they, that these two animals have almost certainly died from that. Mm-hmm. So we've got an urgent situation 
where we, we didn't anticipate these collars. They, they worked perfectly well for many, many other cheetahs in other areas in Africa. Now they're causing a problem there. And as I said, it's not a, a problem for the cheetahs themselves, the high rainfall. I think it's just the, the fact that we've got a collar on them, which we need for the for the monitoring. So it again shows you just how you come up against different challenges, sure. uh, which then you have to then try and find different ways of solving the problem. Mm. Um, mm. So it's not a, it's not a, it's a very complex problem and not that easy to deal with. Sure. S- since this, this plan, this, this uh, project to repopulate the species in India, has there been any success? I mean, we're talking about the, the deaths of, of, of these cheetahs. And as you mentioned, one um, just this week as well, mm. um, or, or re- another one just this week as well. But mm. has there been in, any success where it has, in fact, um, worked well that uh, then uh, you know experts can then just build on that and and, and track why it's, it's worked. Yeah, look, we've we've we, I mean in the eighties and nineties many. Cheetah translocations were complete failures, in, even in South Africa. We'd lost most of our cheetahs into Southern Africa, and we reintroduced quite a number from Namibia. Those early reintroductions were were not successful, and it took quite a few years to figure out exactly how to do it, how to do the post-release monitoring, um, and so on. And and now we have probably the most successful cheetah population in, in the world, growing at a, a rate of about almost 9% per year sure. in the small reserves across South Africa. We've taken animals from there and taken them to Malawi, to Mozambique, to Zambia. Um, each of those projects has faced numerous different challenges and, and uh, emphasized the word different. So each environment seems to present itself with um, some new, unique challenges. And um, each time you have to try and deal with that. Sure. The most important thing is, is to be able to, to document what's going on and to, be, to have people on the ground that are monitoring, carefully monitoring the situation mm-hmm. so that you can adapt to any you know, uh, deaths or changes and, and deal with the situation quickly or make changes so sure. that the, the, the remaining animals can survive. But we've had successes. Malawi population is growing quite nicely now. The, even in Mozambique, after the, the actual snaring issues, um, a couple of the, the females have given birth and um, the numbers are, are starting to grow. So, sure. you know, it's, it's just a matter of getting over the initial hurdles. Prof, uh, we'll have to leave it there. Fascinating indeed. Thank you very much for your time with us this morning, Professor Adrian Tordov, a veterinary wildlife specialist from the University of Pretoria.